Finally. Feels good. Pumped. I'm feeling pumped. We got that basement stank back on us. Oh, yeah. Feels good, baby. It's extra basement-y this week. That new basement, that old basement smell. Old, extra old basement smell. Yeah. I notice it, I don't have, I mean, I've never tested for radon. You say I'm cool. There's no reason to. Okay, you say I'm, as a scientist, John, I believe that uh-huh, what yeah. you say is is gold. I, I will say it's likely you have radon in this area, but since you have your garage door that opens into the street, this is basically street level. So you get enough airflow, it's probably fine. So okay, perfect. That's the probably <laughs> fine part. But the part where you know I'm, I haven't been down here for a week, hasn't been. It's like stagnant air, and I'm like definitely feels a little bit musty, like a basement. Mm, but if I yeah. come down here and I flip on this air circulator filter that Jamie's mom gave us when the ca- pandemic kicked off to stop our germs from. Oh right. Yep. Then it smells like great down here. Well, just leave it on. Do you? You go away for the weekend, you leave it on? No. Where does the stank keep coming from? Is there like stank particles just blowing off of the spores? This is where, you know, Scientology Mm -hmm. seems like it's a possible realistic thing to me, you know? This is where, you know... Where does Scientology... Obviously, that smell is... Dead aliens from seventeen thousand oh, years ago. The Thetans. Thetans. It's they're off gassing down here in my basement. Right. What okay. makes that smell? And uh, there's a certain amount of those Thetans in our bodies that you know we we deal with day to day. I see. And they're the source of all anxiety and mental illness, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I turn on this air purifier, and they. They go away. Your e-meter? I got this, I got this e-meter. Yeah. Uh, it was $80,000. That's the thing. El, big L. Ron didn't want us to know about, man. Oh, I see. He had the cure this whole time. What if I was a Scientologist conspiracy theorist <laughs> where I was like, big L. Ron up? He, yeah, he figured out it was real. All of this stuff is true. I bet true. you there is like little spinoff. <laughs> you know, like... Um, the Mormon Church, the LDS, mm-hmm. there's a FLDS, the Fundamental Latter-day Saints, and they're still big into the polygamy. Okay. Making the rest of us look bad. I mean, geez, man. And uh, yeah, they they spun off, I don't know, 100 years ago. And I think there's even another one or two. You're like, oh, that, that cult's too crazy. I think Scientology- We're part of our smaller, even crazier cult. I think Scientology- does a really good job of keeping the keeping, keeping the spinoffs from happening mm. because it's one that's hardcore like litigious they'll sue you to death and if we tell you not to talk to this person you do not talk to them like okay. this person doesn't believe anymore shun them from your life forever do they do that do they shun oh yeah like the i know the amish do that big shunners big shunners we'll have to ask jeremy about it Hey, there's a bunch of teeth on your table. What's going on over there? Are those costume teeth or human, real human teeth? Uh, those are costume teeth. You sure? Uh, uh costume. A guy gave them to me in Vegas. There's Have they always been on this table full of clutter. This table full of cl- my clutter table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've just rearranged some of the clutter on this table. You I'm sorry. I'm down here. I'm sorry. I I thought it was messy because I had a plate with some wrapper on it. So I'm gonna just move this away now. Oh, the, it's all clean. Yeah. Now the table's clean again. See, I, I miss the basement. I'm down here with fresh eyes looking at stuff. I know the sword behind you that I generally stare at is slightly askew. I think maybe I think, someone was fooling around with it. Jackson. Uh, now that. Let's get back to those teeth. But uh-huh. now that uh, the kids, Jamie's working, the kids just come home from school. Oh, latchkey children. Well, they're latchkey. What does that mean? They have a key in their hand and they yeah, I don't know where latch home. comes from. Yeah, people talk about the latchkey kids being dead, alive and well at my house. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> alive and well. Uh, so they come home and hang out for two hours before... Jamie gets home. Swinging swords around, playing with teeth. And, yeah, I've definitely noticed. You think they knocked each other's teeth out? Those are their, their teeth? Those are their baby teeth. Do they know they only get two sets? He's like, <laughs> I knocked these out. Get another. Even more money. Who was I talking to that was mentioning extra sets of teeth? 
It might have been me, our friend Pete, his older brother Chris, apparently had like partially a third set of teeth. Okay. He had like two rounds of baby teeth or, or something like that. You'd have to ask. Oh, him. that'd be so scary as a parent. <laughs> oh no, this is his real tooth. Yeah, I wonder if the first set fell out like oh. way early. <laughs> and like, you, yeah, I don't know. And you think Pete's dad was like, "Let's see if there's a fourth round." Of <laughs> oh teeth. nope, we're wrong. <laughs> nope, put well, it back. Put it back. Should have started in the back with that. Yeah, uh, but these teeth. Then when I went to Scoop Fest back in May, there was a big. There was some some well-known scoops that are big in the social media realm mm-hmm. of ice cream social. Sure. And They're big deals. They had these guys. Uh, I draw a lot of water around here at Lebowski. Or no, he draws a lot. And uh, Treehorn. They had just Jackie Treehorn. Jackie Treehorn. And he had, uh, he makes a lot of the advertisements for the show. He's like friend of the show. And he knows me from social media. He says, Brooks, I bought. So he Bought these teeth to fuck with one of the guys from Ice Cream Social who hates teeth. Oh. And anything to do. So he bought them. And then whenever he'd hang around them, he'd like leave a couple teeth <laughs> just on the ground <laughs> and not say anything just to be like, what? Why are there teeth Why around? Are there teeth on the ground? Like just randomly. And uh, so he says, Brooks, I had to buy a hundred of these teeth to get the best <laughs> deal from China. Yeah, and I thought you could use them, and you've been putting them to good use. And here, I'm, I'm, they're in my mind. These teeth. How am I going to use these? You should leave yeah. a couple like at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh. Soup? Yeah, yeah. Pull it out of your salad. Address- Holy shit! <gasps> like fuck, that's a tooth. Uh, or yeah, just but- keep one in your mouth at all times. <laughs> oh, just fuck with like next time. Just I have one tucked behind my yeah, my just tongue every day. Fuck with various people on the route. Like Whenever Jay at Paradise, like you're like this guy just punched me in the uh, in the mouth outside. Uh, pull out a tooth. I might just do that. It's a good plan. Jackson hit slaps me in the face. I'll just kick it up. Spit a tooth. <laughs> what the Jackson? Yeah, so commit to the bit, though. You got to have them 24-7, one extra tooth just rolling around in your cheek just in case that opportunity arises because that might just be the one time it does happen, oh, the payoff. Well, you're going to have to wait. I'm going to make it happen every day (laughs) until everyone I know knows I carry a fake tooth with me. You're pretty easy to punch in the face, I think. A lot of people have done it. I start fights on the street. Mm -hmm. That's part of your job, right? You're like, what can Brown do for you? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> One, people. two. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, those were the teeth right there. Good. They're a, uh, this is, you know, my memory table, John. Right. You can gaze upon all the, all the fun stuff. Everything man. I pick you up. Go back in, in time. A few months ago, uh, I said that to Jamie. I said, this is my memory table. Everything here has a memory associated with it. And then she said, what about that thing right there, uh, that a picture of, like, some trees here? You see this little – it's a bookmark. Yeah, like everyone some, can see it. Some colorful okay. – uh, not trees, mountains. Mountains, yep. It's a bookmark. And then I said, oh, I picked that off off the ground and taped it there. <laughs> you And she's like, trash. yeah, because it's mine. And I was like, yeah, it looks really good right there. It goes along well with – so now I have a story for it. It's Jamie's. Wow. What a good story. Good story. I'm glad I asked about it. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it at all. John. Yes, sir. As everyone knows, and if you don't know, listener, because you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back. Listen. So good. I spent way too much time making that episode of yeah. the podcast. Not worth it. No, it's so worth it. It's pretty good. Nah. Mm, some, uh, you know, it's a little boring for I, a period of time. Nah, no. Well, there was a goose. Oh, fuck. Best that, part. That goose stole the show. So loud. Uh, the bachelor party goose. I actually hired that goose, John. What? It was a yeah. plant? It was a plant goose. Fucking A. I was like, okay, at 7.30 at night, goose, fly over this house. Make what, two big honks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep flying. Did we ever find that guy that we lost on the river? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Cut this out. 
I uh, had something to do with it. <laughs> oh, you I cut felt, him loose? I felt like Steven, the guy we lost on the river floating down the Deschutes. Yeah, name redacted. Uh, he was holding the flotilla back. We were better without him. We were better without him. He nodded off and in his tube. he went. And I just untied that rope and just set him. Set him free. And I was like, hey, a goose over there, guys. That ah. was my second goose I paid <laughs> that weekend. Hong Hong. Worth every penny. And then as I pushed him down like an What's a art- goose cost? artillery road. There's a guy down. You got a goose guy? I got a goose guy. I figured. 75 bucks per honk. Mm. You just say when, when you need that well, honk Well, first honk happen. is free. First honk's free. First time. Then, then you're all hooked. You're all into it. I mean, how much would you pay? F- Does that seem... Like too much? Did Is I this overpay? A trained goose? Did I overpay? I don't know. Obviously, you can't. Let's just say you can't train a goose and be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Sure. If you're gonna train a, I assume he's got some sort of electrification on its foot or wing or something. This guy right. neck instigate the goose. Well, he's got to travel there. So seventy five bucks is actually he's losing money. He's just trying to get the word out his goose business. I think he just likes getting paid for torturing gooses. <laughs> yeah, for geese. Well, get paid what you do, do what you love. You'll never, never work, work a day in your life. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. Anyways, so last week, yes, sir. Your car, your poor sweet sweet my poor gentle sweet car. soul. Yeah, she's take, uh, take, she's in heaven now, in car heaven. Carvana with car Jesus, car Jesus, good Jesus. <laughs> Is car Jesus a? I think it's an El Christ. Camino. Okay, <laughs> Hispanic. Jesus is Hispanic. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Cristo. Now I uh, I ran down to old CarMax, the car superstore, and picked myself up a Subaru Crosstrek. Yeah, which looks identical to an Outback. I don't have good cardar. They look the same. I don't know what I've exactly been, is different. I've been seeing both after you sent me. Hey, this is. Oh, big time. Yeah. You know, like once you're thinking about something and you just see it all over the place. Right. I've been seeing so many of those cars, but I see the Outbacks and then the XVs. Is X, that the same? XV Crosstrek. Is that the same? I don't know why there's an X and a V in there, but yes, that's that's part of its name. And uh, there's a fucking shitload of them in Portland. And you got it the night we recorded the podcast last. Uh, That Sunday. The Sunday. So we, we, yeah, we recorded that day. Your car was broken down that night. You went and got a car. Well, the the thing is, I don't plan ahead. I had no idea this was coming. No, man. No, I knew this was coming. But still. But I did no preparation. Just let, let go. And Monday, it's like, you know. The kids have to go to school. Tony has to go to work, and I need a car, and she needs a car. I actually had to go to work on Monday, uh, and we're like, "Well, we have to fucking take care of this. I can't. We can't share one car all week. That just means one of us doesn't go to work. Mm-hmm. Not really, because uh, drop off and pick up with our kids. We don't live next to our school. We you have would have to, to drive, drive her to work, and then and there, yeah, I basically wouldn't have been able to work all week, and that was not an option." You know, working for a, a small company where I'm the entirety of the workforce, uh, or ninety nine percent of the workforce. If I'm not there, it doesn't get done. I can't. My boss won't do it. He's got plenty of other shit on his plate. Sounds like he's. That's now a company car, and he just slaps <laughs> the logo of your company on the side of it. There we go. And that's how you get to work and back. It's a perk of the job. And you know, honestly, we were tired of dealing with this fucking Sentra, which has been causing problems on and off for years so we just dropped a big old dime on carmax and uh you know it wasn't a good deal but it's a good car i'm very happy that we bought it i feel very nice driving it. it's all spiffy they like vacuumed it out does it have bluetooth it does not wow it's actually kind of nice because it's just a fucking car it doesn't have any kinds of you know infotainment uh, media center in the center it's just got a radio and a cd player 
I listen to my headphones while I'm driving. It's not against the law. You can't stop me. And uh, I'm stopping you, man. No, that's fine. It does have a sunroof, which is a little fancy for me. Oh, man. I don't understand the sunroof. Do you have one in your car? I do. And I, whenever I open it, I regret opening it. Yeah. And then feel like I have to keep it open for a while to get your money's worth. (laughs) Me too. My money's worth. They've been in my life, they've been more hassle than awesome. They always get slime on them. Like you can't clean. There's too many cracks. There's and cracks and crevices. crevices. I've had them leak on multiple That's cars. That's what I'm worried about. It's leaking. I've like just put duct tape over them on some car, older cars that I didn't care about how oh, they look. Yeah, I'll be there soon. Yeah. I think. I, I think the seal's good for now, but it's definitely not going to last forever. And all week, so I've been driving this new car all week. I'm trying to figure out what it's for. I'm like keeping it open or doing the popping up the back or. Driving with it down doesn't help, doesn't I, do anything good. I think the only thing is if you're doing like some crazy antics where you put it in, you know, cruise control. Oh, you're ghost you riding s- the whip. And you're standing up there you're dr- <laughs> or you're, you're driving with your friends. Like you're driving and me and... And cars are standing up out and like we're it ain't that big of a sunroof. We're yeah, mooning I, people. Okay, yeah, it's just for shenanigans. It's only moonroofs are for shenanigans. So That's my my daughter was like, "Can I stand out? Yeah. of the sunroof." Yeah, and I was like, "That's not what it's for." No. Yes, that's what it's for. When we're parked, yes. When we're driving to school, no. Hmm. She's like, "Huh? Well, that sucks. I can't do that." Hmm. Come on down to the coast. Bring the family and the car. Yeah. They can drive around the field. Now I have a car that could make it up that hill to the land. Okay. I think. No, it's fine. All-wheel drive? They repaved the road, man. You could take that van. Wasn't it like super gravel and rutted? You can take that van up. It's been nice for a while. Okay. It actually doesn't really fit all three kids. Well, we could. So you've now just decided which two are your favorite? The two that need to go to school. Hmm. And then by the time the next one needs to go to school, the last one, I forget his name. Super fan something. Roger? I'll I'll look when I get home. I wrote it on long since that guy that used to email the show emailed the show. Yeah. Too bad. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Who knows? I think Labor Day did him in. Oh, no. You know... His name's Andy. I'm just kidding. Oh, my son's. I named my son after him. Yeah, you named your son after Superfan Andy. Uh, anyway. Andy's actually his third name. <laughs> First name Super. Second name Fan. And Andy Mitchell are hyphened. Oh, I see. He, so that's he, the last name. For his parents' names. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, by the time that one needs to come to school as well, the older one can, he doesn't have to be in a seat. Right up Just roll him in the back, in the trunky trunk area. Shotgun. He can sit in the front. Can you? Yeah. I can turn off the airbag. You can? Yeah. Nice. It's actually off right now. Yeah, wow. Why, wow. You don't want to roll the car and have that extra airbag going off for no, no reason. Yeah. Saving some money. Anyway, got a new car. Hooray. What do you do this week? I did not see uh, any Swifts. Well, besides spending 12 hours editing that fucking super sweet podcast for Dave's Bachelor Party. 12 hours. It shouldn't have taken that. There's a lot of time. Okay. I'm very slow. Well, there was a ton of extra audio. It, Yeah. Adding all those clips together. Yeah. I thought we would have got more guys on mic, but apparently everyone scary. is mic shy. Yeah. Which is fine. I, You know, Mike uh, Schmackle. Yes. Still. Sir. On the run. Still on, on the, the run from. Witness protection. I mean, yeah. His dad. He didn't. He do, would be. He didn't ca- do the crime. He would be captured and tortured if they found him. If they knew how to spell his last if name. If they knew how to spell his last if, name. If you know how to spell Schmackle, and uh, just email the show. We and, were paying him back for because <laughs> he had to. He paid for all the cabin stuff, and then us guys paid our share. You were asking like, "Hey, what's your Venmo?" There's only one. <laughs> There's just one. If you can type his name incorrectly, you'll find him on Venmo. And uh, if you find him on Venmo, what do you pay him for? You'll see some funny uh, 
Oh, we got to put a little joke in there. You'll, you'll you see can't some, resist a little you'll joke. You'll see some funny things. But then I was thinking, oh, like, uh, how's Venmo work? I don't know. Like, is prostitution a thing on Venmo? Is, uh, oh, no. Now, uh, don't look me up because then you'll easily find this guy's last name. But uh, our friend Kaz paid him trombone lessons <laughs> is that a reference it's funny <laughs> anders tasteful feet picks yeah john remedial reading classes yeah he has a hard time with numbers that might schmackle this other one's three lap dances and you wrote two and a half lap dances. and i wrote two and a half left how do you get half a lap dance <laughs> well you don't get the whole song i guess right i'm i'm quick I'm efficient. Uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Ten dollars for that. I'm done. <laughs> Half the song, right? Yep. I'm not paying you the rest. Nope. Sorry. Get off. Yeah, they lo they love it. <laughs> They're real happy. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my get out of my face. I don't want to look at you. So I have a mouse for my for my laptop. Yeah. But I don't. But it was upstairs. Oh. So a lot of the time I was down here editing using the trackpad. Trackpad. Oh, no. And it's way less efficient. I'm sorry. And like two hours in, I was like, I should go but upstairs, upstairs. And get mouse. Wow, well, whatever. You should get two mouses. Mice. They're called mouses when you're talking about computer mouses. And leave one down here and have one upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, you could do that. I do they're, have, they're not expensive. They're not. They're like 20 bucks. Because I... Got Jackson a super awesome mouse, gaming mouse for his... I heard. Didn't, didn't survive. And he was a little rough with it, and it was like an $80 mouse. You shouldn't have spent that much. And now he has a $9 mouse, and Good. it works just fine. Yeah. It just needs to point and click. Turns out he's not a professional gamer. <laughs> <laughs> this, But I, but he dream, he he had the dreams of being a professional. Did it have glowy lights on it? It was did have what? glowy lights. Yeah, I have one of those. He can have mine. Okay, I'll take that. Another Actually, one. Actually, yeah, the one of the things that doesn't work. Mm, okay, it's kind of broken, pre-broken. So uh, tonight, I was gonna go see the Swifts, man. Yeah, you said the Chimney Swifts. These are a bird. Mm -hmm. You said it like this is a thing we all know of and do. I've heard of it, so I assume everybody's heard of it. I understand. So there are birds that live in a chimney. There's birds that live in a chimney. There's One chim chimney? There's chimney swifts is a type of bird, and I think they live in chimneys all over the it's place. It's pronounced sweeps. Sweeps? Chimney sweeps. Chimney sweep. No, those are like the old- Mary Poppins. Those are the old timies guys. Yeah, those are birds, right? No, those are guys that have soot on their face and sing and dance and yeah, run like from rooftop to rooftop and shit from power lines onto people's heads down on below. On power lines? And and uh, fly around having hey, nests. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> now I'm confused. Lay eggs. Yeah. It sweeps, right? Oh, the men. So the Jamie humans. went to see this giant chimney smokestack where all these guys were climbing into it at night because that's where they sleep. These, these human sweeps, men. These human chimney sweeps. That's why their faces are so sooty. Mm -hmm. No, John. Oh, a bird. You, you goofball. They're birds. Yeah, so this is a, a well-known phenomenon. It happens once a year. Back in the day. They returned to the chimney to when sleep. When they were using coal more uh -huh. everywhere, there was like these fucking big old smokestacks. For like a power plant somewhere? Like schools. Yeah, the did crematorium your, to burn children. Did your school have a giant it smoke? It did, staff? yeah. I think it was for like a coal boiler. Boiler, yeah. To heat the whole school. That's my understanding. Does it still? They decommissioned a lot of them. Like my elementary. My high school, you know what? I don't go there ever. So you I don't can't. drive by and like look and see if you, you don't note. I moved slightly sky. away from where I grew up. You don't note the skyline of your uh, your high school or your elementary. Well, school? we were actually we drove through the town my high school was at. Mm -hmm. Didn't take the detour to look at it. I don't think your car would have made it. No, I had enough gas. <laughs> oh, anyway, if anyone wants to buy a Nissan Sentra, let me know. Pro transmission. Probably. It's fine. There's no problems. No problem. Perfectly fine. Yep. Transmission. Full of gas. Drives great. Did you fix it? Nope. 
okay. Is it yeah. still at Safeway? Because we kind of offered it for people to just take on the podcast last week. It's true. Nobody found it. They didn't have enough time. I got it Tuesday or Wednesday. What if another guy, another meth head from the mountain, showed up to steal your gas and nothing came out? Yeah, and he was like, fuck. He cut in a different spot. He's like, son of a bitch. This sucks. And then he just slashed your tire. Like, take that. I was looking at it. Him. I drove out Monday with Andy, super fan Andy. And uh, I was looking at it. I was like, that doesn't seem easy to fix. Like, you really got to get up under there. And uh, I don't, eh, I didn't want to do it in a parking lot. So <laughs> it's home now. I'll fix it at some point. Get off my back, all right? Yeah, fix that thing, man. I've been fucking busy. I have a full-time job. I don't know if no, people know this. I have a full-time job working four days a week. And, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have a full-time job. I work four days a week. That must be nice. I work five days a week. I leave I leave my house at 7.20, and I get home around 7.30 p.m. That's too much work, John. It's just, it's a long ways away. Okay. And then I have dinner with my family, and then it's bedtime. You don't ever go out and check out the chimney swifts? I don't. How are they? Tell me all about these birds. Well, I didn't get to go. Oh, no. What will you do? That's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? No, it happens every year, like, multiple nights for, like, a season. They're migratory birds, so they have this chimney. So it's swift season. So there used to be chimneys all over the place that John... Yeah, like, like I was saying, man, my elementary school had this big ass smokestack. They took it down because of earthquakes, because obviously a fucking giant, giant ass smokestack is going to. is a bad idea. Yeah. So they took most of them down. This one, this beloved smokestack. Here in Portland. Here, here in Portland at the Chapman Elementary School. Okay. These birds fucking love this chimney, man. One in particular. One and a lot of them got decommissioned, so they gather at this one in particular. Okay. So only one left. And that's where all This of them side go. of the Mississippi, that's there's only one chimney. There's only one. Wow. No, I saw one in Brooks, Oregon. What a shithole. Fucking the worst. <laughs> but there's a big ass smokestack there. If I were a bird, I'd be hanging out in Brooks. Okay. So this one... They are scared that an earthquake is going to take it out, but these birds are so beloved. But they have the most amazing, like, supports for this chimney. Oh, some guy wires? Guy wires, like 12 wires going up and holding it For those listening, Brooks made gestures with his hand. (laughs) Silently. (laughs) Silently describe the support structure. Well, I knew you'd know. Okay. But... Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of birds. An uncountable number of birds. Fly into this chimney at dusk to sleep inside of this chimney. Their feet are like Velcro, and they just go in there and they attach to the inside walls of the chimney. Is that what you learned That's what during you, your Swift class? Jamie. I thought you I, didn't get to see them. I didn't get to go, but I was like, Jamie came home and I was like, tell me tell all me about everything it. you learned. And something she also told me was... There's, uh, there was tons and tons of kids there. Our kids would have had a blast, hmm. but they were having fun running and sliding down a hill with cardboard, John. Oh, like poor people do. Like poor people up by your house. It's pretty great. You should and, try it sometime. And I, I Get off your high horse. I'd seen it the first time two years ago at the park by your house. Yeah, get with the times, Grandpa. All and, the kids are doing it. And then there was a second park where I saw some kids doing it. And, yeah, it's happening more and more. It's spreading like wildfire. And I said, that's crazy. They're using cardboard even in this rich, fancy neighborhood? They aren't Yeah, they aren't poor slums. It's nicer. Nicer, nicer cardboard. cardboard. Yeah. It's much nicer. Oh, it's corrugated. It's we like just have the thin stuff. Crate and barrel cardboard. Wow. Amazing. And you just have your brown... We just generic. Use, I'll let you know a secret. It's just uh, it's paper grocery bags. We don't have cardboard. <laughs> it's not even cardboard. No, we don't have cardboard money out there. And I said, "Wow, that's cool! Like we never had that as a kid. That's like a new thing for yeah, kids. It's, it's new playing. child knowledge." And it's and then she had a good point. She said, "Yeah, it's because 
ima- like think about how much more cardboard we have now compared to when we were kids. It's true. It was a rare commodity. Everything's getting delivered. Everybody's got tons of cardboard boxes that are going the recycling. Do your parents still value cardboard boxes like they're gold? I do. Yeah. You do that? I'm like, oh, good box, man. I don't know if you know this. Nice box. You can go to Home Depot. I have. Buy a fucking strong, thick box. It's like $3. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just one that came to me. You're like, I got to keep this rickety old and fucking box I got great, at the grocery store. But in my heart, I'm valuing it, you know, $1.75. That is not worth your time to store. I don't, yeah. I have and, one in my shop that I cut the, cut the flaps off and like made it more aerodynamic for its use. For sledding downhills. No, no, for, no, for its use in my garage. For box reasons. Box reasons. Wow. I cut the tops off so it's not so I can easily slide it, and I'm like, "This is a good box." Oh, I'm a ruthless and cardboard saving it. person. No, fuck you, that cardboard. Immediately, you crush that box. I sent bought, it on its I way. bought a new hot tub that came in a massive box. Right? Mm-hmm. Cut that shit up and fucking recycled it. I ain't keeping this. Immediate. Oh man! Right away. I was like, "Should I keep this box?" No. No one should ever keep a box for any reason. I cut it up and threw it away. Wish I had that box. Well, geez, aren't you better than me, John? I am. That's and the whole all... point of this podcast. Hey, email the show if you hate John because of his, <laughs> because of his hatred of boxes. Don't but worry. Everyone hates me already. gmail.com. Well, speaking of someone who loves me, I went out and did chores for my mom. Oh, but she has to love you, right? She has to. It's the law. And uh, yeah, she rented a dumpster. Not the giant ones, but the standard dumpster you see out. With wheels or no wheels? Yeah, wheels. This is a pretty pretty good shape dumpster. And she had tons of shit to throw away that, like, you know, you just accumulate over the years. Like, several old tables. It's like, Mom, why do you have so many dining room tables? Well, it's a good, strong table. It's, like, broken. Yeah, it was. She's like, it's really stout and sturdy. Someone could refinish that table and use it again. I was like, Mom, it's been in your wellhouse for, like, 20 years let's throw it away she's like yeah but it's a good i was like it's in the garbage it's gone ruthless it's gone ruthless man i do it now or do it when she's dead so let's do it now now make her feel bad because you like making women old women feel bad absolutely yeah makes me feel strong and powerful as a man i guess no she wanted this stuff thrown away i wasn't (laughs) bullying my mother she can keep all her junk i don't care she's got plenty of room for it but it's just like her barn, she has a barn. We had horses growing up. Her barn needs basically to be torn down and rebuilt or just torn down. Yeah, if you don't have horses anymore. But she uses it for, like, storage, and she has, like, a lot of nostalgia because she loved her horses. So she wants to, like, keep the barn standing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put uh, probably, like, the fifth layer of tarps over the top. They call that the uh, Estacada Blue Roof. Oh, yeah, absolutely. These were brown tarps. Oh. The boring brown. The boring brown roof. And I think at this point it's more tarp than barn. And they are structural tarps (laughs) holding this fucking thing up. But she really likes it, so we did that for her. And just, you know, trash. We filled it all up and did a bunch of little. the whole family out there? Yeah, I went out, my sister went out, super fan Lindsay, and my oldest brother, Nolan, was there with his boys. Like, they were blowing off the the pine needles off the roof and cleaning out the gutters, and, you know, we're fixing this and fixing that and replacing a hinge and, you know, like mom chores. But these were kind of big mom chores, so she wanted a whole work party. Came out, and it went really well. I had a lot of fun. And I had a chance to steal a couple tools of my, my dad's. Every time I go over, I take a couple of little tools. Electrics, of yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll take this Sawzall. So I got a nice Sawzall at the Walt. I'm like, yeah, you know, my dead dad's not using this. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like a leaf blower. I got a chainsaw in the past. So, yeah, I just, you know, sneak a little thing, take that to my garage. Is this going to be one of those things like... You know, in the future, you're going to be the terrible son who, who's been stealing from oh, yeah. his mother and father for 20 years now. Yeah, I've been you bleeding be, him dry. You should be thrown out of the will. Thrown okay. out. But, I mean, I got this pretty cool Sawzall. 
That's a DeWalt, you say? Yeah. I'll probably, uh, I already have a Harbor Freight one. I'll pass that down to somebody else. Kick that down the road. <laughs> I find it very entertaining to go through my dad's old garage trash <laughs> and be like, hmm, yeah, I would have done it the exact same way. Like, I, I'm seeing him in the past as a ghost, you know, like you see in a movie. Like, oh, I got to keep this did over you, here. Did you get on the... uh on the wheel and do some pottery and your dad was behind you exactly. helping you along. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg was there. There was like a penny or something. They moved a penny. I've never seen that movie. A guy gets killed by a pane of glass falling on him. It's really? Pre- pretty cool. Pretty brutal. Yeah, Ghost was, uh, I got a message from the movie Ghost. Uh-huh. Interjecting here. I got a message from Liam Super about- And Liam. Ghost was a- VHS movie that I had that McDonald's gave us. Oh yeah, it was a McDonald's movie. Recently, he sent a thing into he sent a sent a thing to me saying, "Oh, I forgot how you could get movies from McDonald's and Domino's." Well, we got Mac and Me, of course. Uh-huh. It's just a McDonald's movie. The Big Mac and Me. Did they change the title? And he was like an alien. Mm-hmm. That's one of my wife's favorite movies as a kid. It's like e- it's an E.T. ripoff. They have like a dance party in a McDonald's. So back to your uh, what? Your dad's garage. Oh, yeah. I just see like, oh, this is a funny, like weird thing you would do as a a dad in a garage. And I'm like, I, I, would, I do like the same things. The same behaviors. You think my kids are just going to roll through this uh, this knickknack table just having a garbage can on one end and just sliding it over? No, what I'm saying is Jackson will be like, these are some pretty good knickknacks. I'll take them home to my knickknack table. I'll throw them on. I'll add, I'll, you can't take them all. He's like, I'll take my favorite three. Every once in a while, he'll come by and take a couple knickknacks. He'll start building his own little nest at his house. Yeah. With the same sticks and twigs. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I've done the same thing. I can't remember. There's one thing in particular. I was like, God damn it, I just did this. And uh, I'm finding, like, the remains of stuff that my dad had done the same exact thing. It's like, it's not my fault. I'm not crazy. It's because I was born that way. I think it's just human nature, man. Yeah, we're all just clones of our dads, right? I uh, I started watching. Nice, nice. I was hanging out with my dad. Today and we started watching that TV show Yellowstone. I heard that's good. Yeah, I had heard it's good, and I was gonna check it out. And uh, and one of the guys said, "Well, there's like some crazy shit going on in the show." And they're like, "Well, if someone can learn to fix human nature, then this wouldn't be a problem." Right. But whatever. But you never will. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya and I were talking about. Oh, I don't know. Just society in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically boil down to we could make the world a much better place, much more equitable. You can't. But like it's theoretically possible. But if you're building this society with the components of humans, it won't work. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just not how we work. It'll never be equal. I think we we're talking about like the inequality in society, like the ultra super rich and the haves and the haves not. You just got to chop off heads and eat people every so often. It won't. It'll, it'll never, never fix- be equal, but it'll make us feel good down here at the bottom. Getting, a, you yeah. know, a little piece of Elon's Elon's liver. Who's uh, a nice Chianti? <laughs> nice Chianti. Who's El- Elon? Elon. Is that a thing? Why do you? That's the second time you've done that. <laughs> I'm trying to make it a thing. Oh, I see. Shit, John, shut up. I'm trying to make this a thing. Uh, Our Lord and Savior Elon. Which you would catch that reference if you listened to last week's episode last week. that I that I put a lot of effort into. I, I will every, say. I want everybody. No, I want this on the record. Knows. You did an excellent job. That was a lot of work. Thank you. I I know how much work that is. He added all this beautiful music that Michael Tioli put in and these nice little interstitials. And it was like, I, I don't know, for me, listening back, it's like going on that trip again. Yeah. So in 10 years, else, I can listen to it. 
they don't care at all. They don't care. But for us, we're back. That's all it's ever been, this podcast. We're it's back. Just, it's fun for us. We're back. And I had a great time. One of, yeah, you were saying we didn't get everybody. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of Mike Shy folks. A lot of Mike Shy folks, like like our buddy Aaron. But one of the greatest stories that Aaron told over that weekend, I'm retelling it. You tell me. What's his dog? Oh, sh- you tell me. <laughs> tell me. Wait, no. This is a big story. Oh, a big story. Because we have a new uh, future reality TV show in the works, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these uh, ideas that you come up with late at night perhaps shouldn't see the light of day. No, no. It's happening. Netflix, it was the Netflix, funniest thing I could imagine. Netflix, get ready. Yeah, it's coming. And there might be some potential lawsuits in the future, but, you know. Bring them on. We'll, with, have, the, we'll have the money to st- shut them down. With a big enough contract in advance, we can do this. We have the people sign off on it. Like, they can't sue us for what happens. Of course. Because they're, you well, know. They want to be on TV. They want to be on TV. They're money hungry. They'll sign it. Money grubbing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sociopaths. And some nice old ladies. So Aaron told this story. He's driving down the road. Down, uh, what was it? Columbia. I didn't Col- hear the whole story. Columbia. Aaron's driving down Columbia Drive uh, on the way to work. And he sees a dead beaver. Right. On the side of the road. I don't know if it's legal to possess a beaver. We'll find out. <laughs> so he's. So he Columbia Drive is like a pretty busy road. Hey, spoiler alert, it's up by the Columbia. It's by the, next to the Columbia. So he had to like drive around, come back, did this big ass loop because he's like a full size giant beaver and they're like four feet long or something. Three and yeah, a half. it is not a small critter. And he sees this on the side of the road and he gets excited. So he grabs this beaver puts it in the back of his truck and says, I don't know. Oh, he was on his way to getting a uh, freezer, like a chest freezer. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm getting this chest freezer. I'll just put the beaver. Perfect. Perfect. I'll put the beaver in the chest freezer and then figure out what to do with it. I'll freeze it now. Solve this problem down the road. Future Aaron can figure out this problem. Gotcha. Makes sense. And he goes, he brings it home, puts it in the wheelbarrow, brings it in the backyard, goes and sets up uh that freezer, and then his kids, his stepkids, come along and are like, there's a beaver in the backyard in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something without freezing it. I found this rancid, <laughs> dead beaver. It was fresh. Fresh, fresh dead? Fresh, not squished at all. Okay. Probably had like Died a- Died of natural causes. Heart attack, maybe. Side of the road. Side of the road. So he puts his beaver in his freezer. Doesn't think about it. Kick that can down the road. <laughs> Well, time for bed. Beaver situation figured out. Six months later, he's got the kids. His wife had work, had no babysitter for him, taking them to work with him. As they're driving, the kids see a dead raccoon on the side of the road. Yeah, I'd I'd leave that. (laughs) Full pristine. Yeah, even still. Dead raccoon, good size. Right, good healthy Big boy. And my stepkids are like, well, let's turn around and go get that raccoon. Get that raccoon. I didn't realize it was for the kids. The kids are like, we got to get it. It's a fresh raccoon. Let's get it. It goes with the beaver. It goes with the beaver. They're best friends. Best friends. They will be forever. <laughs> so he takes the beaver, puts it in his freezer. Plenty of room in this freezer. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big freezer. So good. And, uh. Six months later, whatever, he takes them, finds a uh, taxidermy place, goes up and says, how much is tax? Hold on. Doesn't the guy at the taxidermy place, like, went to high school with you guys or something? Like, you guys know him, turns out. The taxidermy guy went to school with Jamie. That's funny, man. Right out of high school. I mean. You know what my profession In high school, even? even? The, The dead career of taxidermy. It might be dead, but it pays well. I guess so. Aaron chunked down a, uh, he put down a big chunk of change. He paid, I mean, half. I'm just going to say it because I don't, 
1800 bucks to taxidermy two animals. He put down 900, 900 as a down payment. As a down payment. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, you know, he probably got his stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, he's got his, his stimulus check. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to taxidermy this fucking critters. So Jamie went to school with this guy. He worked at the taxidermy In place. high school? In high school. Did his dad run it or something? Just a guy. And he he bought so, the company from him at 19. So this person, what's his name? Gareth. Gareth. Or Garrett or something. Garrett. He's 16 or something. He's like, you know what I want to do? Fucking gut dead animals and put them on little skin or shells. Yeah. That's what I want to do with my life. I kind of admire that. Let's get him on the pod. 16, man. He's the one guy that's like at the one eight, in town. At eight. No, at eight. He's like, I like to, to gut animals. His parents well, are like, make holy this shit. Into a profession. Let's nurture this. Let's nurture this. Uh, okay. And he started taxidermying like squirrels and rats and stuff. In high school? <laughs> Fuck, that guy's weird. And. But it's a good paying. It's eight bucks for two for a for a raccoon and yeah. It turns out beaver. it takes him like two years to do it. But because he's so back ordered, oh, he's just cranking yeah. out animals nonstop. All day. There aren't very many taxidermy folks, and they pay like to have a you kill an elk and you want the head mounted. Yeah, it's like three thousand or two thousand dollars or something. It's fucking crazy to me. And yeah, whatever, so get, I guess they get 50 of those a season or something. Yeah. And that pays the bills pretty quick. Yeah. You're charging three grand for a buckhead. Yeah. Or whatever. But it takes a year and a half to get back to you because it's just he puts it in his giant freezer. <laughs> He's got two for two freezers. <laughs> He's got two. Yeah. I was doing the same ones. But that was the best. I guess uh, there's like drying times and curing, and I suppose it's not a very quick. How about this? We start a rapid taxi taxidermy business. Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm listening. This rolls into your, didn't you want to finish the story? Oh, this, yeah. I, this cool idea we had. The story goes in, Aaron tells this story, and then this is where. So it's my, very late at night, the and ball, we're all completely sober. The, uh, the <laughs> gears in my brain right. start turning. Do you think there's gears in your brain? Yeah, that's how brains work. No, your brain. Probably. I don't know if it's gears. Hamster. <laughs> running a, running a... But the wheel's like kind of broken and... Some of the teeth are broken on my gears. I feel like there's a lot of balloons up there. <laughs> a big, big room of balloons. With a hamster around. popping them. Yeah, yeah. That's how your brain works. And... uh so this is where the Netflix TV show comes to play. <laughs> right. So we have a grand idea. We work with Garrett. Garrett? Gareth? Let's just call him Garrett. We work with Garrett. You and I. Oh, I'm roped into this. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll be the host. Sure. Do you want to be uh, the veterinarian? We got two. We got two levels of this. All right. Imagine you have a beloved animal. Let's just say the name's Grapes. Cat. Poor Grapes. R.I.P. Rest in Power King. Short King. No, we can't go with Grapes because Jamie heard the story about what happened to Grapes and it was n there's no recovering Grapes. She talked to the guy. Oh, who's, Coyote. Who's Coyote You, got, you keep got, saying got, Grapes like got, we got all grapes. fucking know about this neighborhood cat. <laughs> you sent me a text like I have some backstory on Grapes. I there's a cat named Grapes around here at Coyote. I assumed... I've twice told people. I'm to not listen to on that text thread of your neighborhood. Twice I've told people to listen to last week's episode. So I assume they've listened already. Grapes. R.I.P. Did grapes. you even talk about it then? Yeah. I didn't listen. R.I.P. Grapes. I'm kidding. I did. Uh, how dare you? Anyway, you got a, you got a pet. You got a pet. You got a little lap dog. Dies of natural causes. Maybe has cancer. Five years old. You really love this animal. Right. You pay you for that. You got Netflix. In the guise of, we're coming in, we're doing a story about your animal who's really old and is gonna, is passing over that rainbow bridge. Yeah, you know, dealing with pet, dealing with uh, pet death is is the story that people think, think they're, they're a part of. Right, but really, your pet. Let's say here, I'll I'll give phase one. Phase one. Phase one. Your behind pet, the scenes. But phase one, your pet. Uh, has cancer, 
This long story can't work. Good payoff. <laughs> can't work anymore. <laughs> can't work any. Can't walk anymore. You put your your dog down at the vet. Get it cremated. You think you're getting it cremated. Turns out. Surprise. <laughs> taxidermy. Yeah. We, that's where the taxidermy man takes your dog, makes it in a nice position. We show up at their house a huh. month later. I think it should Surprise. be Surprise. <laughs> Here's your dog. And the whole show is just surprising people with their dead animal. Now in like a funny pose or like a shocking, awful thing? No, I'm talking like a nice pose. He likes sleeping by the fire. They got a nice picture. This is sincere. This is set as a sincere show. You get the backstory, you get all the pictures, you get them telling stories about their animal, and then they get a taxidermy dog at the end. See, I'm afraid. Half hour long, 22 minute long (laughs) episodes, one animal per show. I'm afraid most people will be like, oh, thank you. That's nice. I am I want more like a, we're melting these people's brains and they're, they're upset. <laughs> well, that's where phase two comes in. Oh. This is like, what do you think we do? Maybe we do an hour-long show. There's three. The third one is we find out somebody's dog died. They buried it in their backyard. Yeah, they have no idea. And we go there in the we middle of the night. We get, we, find, we get that dog. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these ideas at the time seem amazing. Surprise, taxidermy. <laughs> and I won't I won't deny that I wasn't cracking up. But I might have been mentally compromised nah, at the time. This is a gold idea, trademark <laughs> straight to the Basement top. Buddies Productions. A Basement Buddies production up front. All right. Netflix also we'll wait. Send us a check, then we'll do it. We already have Garrett on the line. He's ready to go. He's ready. I got yeah, he wants to be he wants to be famous from what I hear. Big time. It was generally guys who love cutting up animals are first love, (laughs) good on Jeremy. Second love, fame. Wow. I hope it works out. You know what? You can keep all the money you make from this idea. Hey, John. Yeah. Would you rather be smart and sad or dumb and happy? So would you rather be, would you change to dumb and happy is what I'm saying here. Oh, how is it? Pretty good? It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'd recommend I think it. dumb and happy is better. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be the name of our podcast? You're not dumb, but you are very happy. Sometimes. I will tell you. And I, I told you in this in text, but I'll put it on the record. I was very happy to have you along while I was dealing with my car troubles because John by himself has a hard time with that kind of shit because it feels like the end of the world and it's awful and it really stresses me out and I'm having a bad time. But with Happy Go Lucky Brooks with me, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, cars yeah. break down sometimes, John. Yeah, do you know that? I know. And we had we were in no hurry. We were in no hurry. We had nowhere in particular to be at a particular time, and we had someone coming to help us. Plans change. It was perfect. It and, was, and it really, as, it really helped me to have you with me. It was as good as it could be. It was like I wish everyone had a Brooks, a Brooks in every pot. Like when things, when terrible things happen, I have an instant of fuck. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, whatever. See, I can't leave that instant. I just, I live in that instant. And, uh, I mean, it was a little challenging to enjoy that weekend, but I was pretty easily capable of uh, able to put it away. Good. Just be like, well, I'll solve that on set on Sunday. And it worked out. I think I'm now having like brand new car all week. I've had like residual, uh, like bad feelings about it. Like it was tamped down because you were around. Mm -hmm. You, you just, uh, you're a like a, a light pushing away the darkness. Uh, and then on Monday when Brooks wasn't around, I was like, oh, everything's doom and gloom. And I was uh, sad all week, but it's worked out. But dude, it's you going have, away. You have a nice new 2014 Subaru. <laughs> a nice 8-year-old <eight> <laughs> car. 8-year-old car, man. Yeah. Oh, it was funny when I was at CarMax and I was 
dealing with the uh, salesman is too strong of a word. The cashier. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, this is how much it costs. And here you go. Would you like to buy it? Uh, It was late in the evening. And we had to arrange some child care, emergency child care from the always clutch sister-in-law, Amanda. Came and watched the kids while we ran down to buy a car. Late on a Sunday afternoon, no notice. Hey, we're having an emergency. Can you come watch our three kids? Yes. And my cor- kids are driving me nuts. I'll be right there. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we run down there and we te- trust, test drove like four cars. After the first one, we're like, yeah, not really for us. And he's like, yeah, that's good. You don't want to buy the first car you see, right? That's crazy. After the second car, or no, after the third, he's like, we only like to do like, two or three test drives a day. Do you want to come back for another day? I was like, no, I need this fucking car now. Bring us out another car. And he was like giving us lip. And Tony was like, you're going to bring out all the fucking cars I want, dickhead. Anyway, we're going through the paperwork and he's asking our address and we say we live in a house. He's like, oh, must be nice. I go, yeah, we bought this house 10 years ago when it was cheap. Your generation is going to have a really hard time buying. Everything's crazy right now. He's 25 or whatever. And he goes, yeah, I blame your generation for ruining. Don't blame everything. me. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude. Oh, there's a generation above us. I go, I'm fucking 40. Uh, guess what? I didn't do it. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. John, it wasn't Fat Cat you. Yeah, I'm part of the, you know, the Illuminati that's pulling all the strings. Yes, all of us 40-year-olds who are you know what? in charge of the world. I don't know many people on the upper end of our generation, but maybe our generation did Well, think it about up. it. Well, I, chance. Maybe they went to different schools. Maybe they were like, but yeah. all the people I went to school with, <laughs> it wasn't them. Don't blame the people that lived out in out the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Maybe there's some like fancy kids who went to private schools who were in charge of but still, 40, dude, you got to aim like 60. Those are the people who are in charge. We the CEOs and the fucking senators and everybody. Remember 2008? The, it yeah, was, the it housing was... market took an enormous dump and we went into an economic spiral. Yeah. Hey, remember uh, 9-11? That was great. He right does. as we became adults. Yeah. And uh, we were, were worried at, about the draft, kind of, almost. I was like, well, I'm going to be drafted. I thought that for three years. And I was like, well, my life's over, and we're in war forever, and we can die at any time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one running the fucking show. It would, but it was you, John. It was. You know what the real, real answer is? Nobody's really in charge. We're all just kind of fucking fumbling our way around, and everyone's getting what they can get. That's it, buddy. So sorry, Jeff, who works at CarMax. Yeah, you should work at a different dealership where, you know, the pay scale is different. You might have to work a little harder, but you can make a shit ton if you're a good salesman. Apparently, I, he, he at this not one, a good salesman. you don't have to be, and you probably don't make as much. He said he only makes 80 bucks to sell a car. Yeah, that's my brother has been in the car game for <laughs> yeah. 30 years and lives on top of a hill. Right, so he can look down on us poor folk. I should have called your brother, and he, he would have given me a, uh, uh, not a deal. Well, maybe, but it, you would have had to drive to Salem. Too far. Can't it's do too it. far. Hey, did you know there's a giant tarantula in your house? Like the size of a microwave. It's eating all the food, and it's telling you that you're ugly. Yes, it talks. What's the primary emotion you're feeling in this situation? Is that who's been telling me I'm ugly? Yeah. Like I've been asshole. hearing it. I thought it was just my inner voice. Well, we discussed uh, scorpions last week. Biggest one, 22 pounds. We all know. Mm-hmm. The forest scorpion, nine inches long. Nine and a half inches long. And two, two and, and a half ounces or that's something? not very, uh, I wasn't that impressed. Like, but I'm thinking. Like, that's a big scorpion. The exoskeleton of a scorpion, probably lightweight. Probably lightweight. Yeah, they're all about lightweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, shit, man. Are you afraid of spiders? Or are you a spider phobic kind the of The size of a microwave. It's a big Like spider. Andy talks. Yeah, the talking me. thing kind of softens it, though. It does kind of soften it because I would be like, hey, you're not going to bite me, are you? He's like, maybe. Maybe. But I if might. he's just sitting there hissing, 
That's <laughs> that's no good. I'm like, uh, Jamie, uh, what, what we got to shoot this thing or something. But if he's chatting, even if he's mean, there's some, you know, semblance of intelligence there. And you could possibly reason with him. I'd have him on the podcast. Hell yeah. Hell fuck yeah. He's just an asshole the whole time. I <laughs> fucking hate this. This is the worst. You're always arguing nonstop arguing with me. You're, you sound like Kim, the lady down the street that came on that one time. <laughs> Calm down, California. Yeah, what if he's a Californian spider? No thanks. Oh, man. Get the fuck out. Moved up here, sold his web down there in <laughs> L.A. for like two million bucks, just easily picked. You know what? Yeah. Br- blame, hey, Jeff from CarMax. Right. Blame your, our generation, John and mine. Right. I'm the California version <laughs> of our generation. Yeah, the tech bro. Yeah, blame that's that who fuck. we blame. Blame that fuck. Blame tech. Those yeah. guys went fucking rampant for the past 20 years, making money like crazy, buying cool shit, right? Raising yeah. Up. Yeah. Let's burn down Silicon Valley. Okay. To the ground. That's it. Who's with me? I am. All right, cool. Let's go. And I got a spider that can talk, man. He'll be the spokesperson. <laughs> He'll run the show. He'll run the show. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. All right, John. Well, that was it, man. That was it? No emails? This is going to be so easy to edit, man. Nothing to do. You could even leave in the bad shit. Wait, cut out all the racism. Okay, done. Thank you. (laughs) Anyways, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.